Hey there, goal setting and getting mama in midlife. I'm so glad you are here and that you're ready to craft and create some new goals right here in this community of mamas and mimis in midlife called to fulfill our God-given purpose in this beautiful world. Hi, I'm Monica Ludicky, the voice behind the Goal Crafter podcast, founder of Shared Goals Consulting, former six-figure executive in the wellness world, wife, mom, mimi, most importantly, a lover of Jesus. I built this space for you. I come to you eager to help you, serve you, lift you up on your goal setting and getting journey. Now, let's settle in and jump into this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. I'm Monica Ludicky, and I'll be your host S today as we talk about all things related to mindset. You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse nine, the mind, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This was abundantly clear to me recently as I settled in for a glorious week with my oldest grandson, Jacob. Going into the week, I had planned a fantastic week of activities to play to Jacob's strengths. He's a very active little guy. And uh, just to open his mind a little bit to some of the more awesome things that his city has to offer. So I had this big list of things planned to do. And on day one of our time together, Unfortunately, my little Jakey bear was jumping down from a fence and ended up breaking his elbow. (sighs) Total Mimi fail on that one. Well, as the week went on, we had to completely scratch the the majority of the plans that I had made for us to dive into because uh, Jacob, for two days after he had his cast on, had to literally sit unmoving with his arm raised and tacked against the wall above his head. So it was not a very uh, fun week as far as that goes, but I will say that he he handled it well and, uh, you know, kids are so resilient. And we had a conversation, I think, maybe the second day that he'd had his arm up in a sling and he had managed already at that point to find the seed in the adversity. Jacob is enamored currently, as maybe many uh, six-year-old little boys are, but he is enamored of video games, and his parents, and rightly so, limit his amount of exposure to those things. Much He gets much less time usually on those than he would like. Struggle, struggle, struggle. So as we were chatting on the couch with his arm suspended over his head one day, he said, you know, Mimi... I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, Mimi, something good that's happened out of this is that my parents are letting me play video games a lot more than, you know, I usually get to. As a matter of fact, you know that when we were at the doctor, they actually gave me their phone. Now, their phone is kind of, it's on the, it's on the off-limit list for some reason for games, but he said they actually gave me their phone and told me to go ahead and play with it so that um, the doctor could do all the pain things that he wanted to do, his words, not mine. But I love, I love that 
here he was with his arm tacked to the wall over his head. I think this was on day two of this scenario, and he still was, you know, making the the absolute best of a bad situation, as only I think the innocent little children in our lives can do. And he'd managed, even in that ordeal, to find something to be really, and he was really happy about it. And as it turned out, he's a really good one-armed bandit. As I started off by saying, we had a lot of things planned for the week, and in God's great wisdom, he directed our steps a different direction. As the week came to a close for Jacob and I, we had played many, many board games and lots of, he taught me how to, for the first time, really the first time in my life, how to play uh, some of the video games that he was exposing himself to, and uh, I was pretty awful at it. I'm happy about that because I certainly don't want to spend the rest of my days glued to a television, (laughs) moving the monkey around. But with all that, it ended up being, all things considered, a pretty good week for Jakey Bear and me. And by the time I got back together with him a few days later, he had really become accustomed to moving around gracefully with his cast on and had gotten over a lot of the mental obstacles that he had had about not being able to do some of the things that we needed for him to do. So he was back in school and managing as only kids can do. How does that relate to you and to me? As we cultivate a mindset, which of course means that we're using our mind, I want to encourage you and I try to do this myself is to keep my mind in a state of abundance as opposed to being in a state of scarcity. And I've visited with you before on this podcast about the idea that abundance means that in life, everything is not a zero-sum game. In other words, there does for me to win does not mean that someone else has to lose. We can both be winners. I came across this list, which I'd not seen before, on the, the characteristics of an abundance mindset and the characteristics of a scarcity mindset. Let me run this by you. An abundance mindset is focused on the offense being on the offense. Scarcity mindset is always in a defensive posture. The abundance mindset is in a state of creation. Scarcity mindset is in a state of maintenance. An abundance mindset pursues vision, while a scarcity mindset is focused on escaping loss. An abundance mindset wants to release the gifts around them and within them. A scarcity mindset wants to contain the gifts, wants to keep a tight fist, keep everything held close. An abundance mindset is proactive while a scarcity mindset is reactive. An abundance mindset is focused on seizing opportunity, whereas a scarcity mindset is focused on guarding and protecting. An abundance mindset is all about multiplication, while a scarcity mindset leads to stagnation. An abundance mindset has kind of the dynamic of let's go, while a scarcity mindset is much more paralyzed. They just want to hold, hold, procrastinate, stay stuck. An abundance mindset is 
broad, it's wide open, while a scarcity mindset is very narrow and very closed. And leaving off where I started, an abundance mindset is always thinking win-win. How can you get what you want? How can I get what I want? While a scarcity mindset is much more win-lose. In order for me to win, you must lose. When it comes to the grandkids, I think this is really uh, something important to focus on in parenting or in grandparenting, trying to approach situations from a win-win situation, showing your grandkids or your kids your yes face as opposed to your no face all the time, making the days and weeks and years go by where everybody is in a win-win situation is the best possible path and the most abundant path to be on. Now, when I read through this list the first time, I kind of went, ew, at some of these because I like to think of myself as someone who lives in a world of abundant thinking, but I will confess that some of these scarcity mindsets sound a lot like me. My personality is one of maintenance. I like to maintain things. I do like to start things, but I I like to get them started and then make sure that they keep going. And I think that I am intrigued by pursuing vision and and visionary things and therefore I am a goal setting phenomenon. However, I also can get at times really focused on avoiding pain, escaping loss. And that that is a scarcity uh, characteristic. I also can, I, I aspire to be responsive to situations, but I think I can be reactive when I'm triggered. So that's something definitely to prey on. I'm all about multiplication. I don't have any, any problem with that. I think that I might have in my past been more um, open to taking risks and seizing opportunity. In fact, one of my favorite Latin sayings of all times is carpe diem, which means seize the day. But a phenomenon that I think is growing in my life as I continue to march through my you know, 50s, 60s, and onward towards my 70s is to be more guarded and be and have a tendency to want to protect my people, my tribe, my uh, ideas, and, and so forth. So that's something else to prey on. I'd like to think that my mind is wide open and, you know, that I'm open to seeing new perspectives or different things, but I think I might (laughs) have a tendency to be a little bit narrow-minded. The one thing I can confidently say, though, is I do believe that life is not a zero-sum game and that in many, if not all situations, they can be thought through so that there is a win-win outcome for both sides of the table, whether that's somebody you're negotiating with to buy a new car, whether it's the newest person that you want to work with, whether it is your spouse, whether it's your child, your grandchild. I think that in most situations, if you can keep more of an abundance mindset, then you can come up with ways for both sides to feel good about the outcome. 
if, as it says in the Bible, that the mind of man plans his ways and then God directs his steps. Don't you think that you will have the most abundant life if in all your planning and all your goal setting, you are keeping these types of things in mind and setting your goals and going about living your life in a way that is aligned with the energy, the vibration of abundance in that way as you make your plans, even if God directs your steps in a different way, surely it will help you embrace that scenario. I think back to Jacob and all the possibilities that could have occurred. I could not have sent him over the fence to retrieve that golf ball. We could not have all three of us or all four of us been playing, me, him, and his two, his two brothers been playing at the same time. We could have been sitting on the couch playing a video game instead of playing in the backyard. There are lots of potentials that could have been in place, which takes me back to quantum physics and this whole idea that it's not until you make a decision, until you focus your attention on a particular outcome that it comes to be. But I think there were so many other possibilities that we could have been engaged in on day one of the Mimi Jacob show last week that could have positioned us for an entirely different week. That could have happened and never ever would I ever wish a broken bone on anybody, much less my precious grandchild. But it is what happened. And what I'm so thankful for is that he has such a, he's surrounded by really great parents who know how to help him train his mind and keep him focused on what he can do, not what he can't do. And also really grateful that I was able to be there and help transition him away from the active pursuits that he was normally engaged in into a few things that were more calm, a little less rambunctious, maybe a lot less rambunctious, but still gave us the opportunity for the quality time that I so desire anytime I'm with my littles. So God directed our steps. It was quite a week. It wasn't the week that we planned, but it was a good week in spite of a lot of adversity. So this is the second or third podcast lately where adversity has played a huge role in what I wanted to talk to you about. But the main point I want to leave you with today is that it is up to you and it's up to me to pursue abundance thinking. And I think it might be our natural tendency in life to be more scarcity minded. That could be just me. It could be a spiritual battle that's going on around us, but it, do, it does require persistence and it does require mining your thinking and digging out the nuggets that don't serve you and tossing them away and replacing them with things that are more conducive to an abundance life. If you ever find yourself in need of a jump start to that, the best shortcut I know to getting into the flow of abundance is to either A, spend some real time with somebody that you absolutely adore. It will lift your spirits and it will open you up to 
being more receptive to an abundance mindset. The second thing is to practice gratitude. And the best way to do that is not just to think thoughts of gratitude, although that is a really good thing to do, especially if you're driving a car or away from your home or or your office where you don't have access to a pen and pencil. But the best way, in my humble opinion, is to get out your journal, get out your planner, get out a piece of paper, and just start writing down things that you are grateful for. Are you grateful for your health? Are you grateful for that cup of coffee? Are you grateful that it's Tuesday, not Monday? Are you grateful that you have um, family who love you? Are you grateful that you got a promotion? Are you grateful that you have uh, achieved a goal? Come up with, you know, two or three things that you are really, that you can really feel grateful for and give thanks to God for those blessings. And that will lift you and open you up to all that this world holds for you and for me. And today, I'll leave you with this prayer. I pray that God would bless you and bless me on our quest to live an abundant life. I pray that he would help us see any good that comes from the obstacles that we are faced with and that he would help us know that it is he the God of all, the God who is in complete control of this world and this universe, who is directing our steps. I pray that you and I pray that I would continue to seek him and I pray that we would find him in all the little places that we find ourselves. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Well, that's it for today, ladies. Today, go out and get your goals. Did you enjoy this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast? Or do you know a midlife mama who needs a boost on her goal setting and getting journey? Well, take a screenshot today and share this with her and with your community. And don't forget, I really appreciate it when you take time to give me a review. Want even more? You can find me at sharedgoalsconsulting.com where I frequently add free resources to serve my fellow goal setters and even post up a few of my favorite photos of my munchkins. That's it for today, mamas and mimis. Be blessed.